That was a beautiful song, wasn't it? Wow. Only the Lord knows the cost of that alabaster box. And what we pour out our heart in love and worship to him, he appreciates. And may the Lord encourage us today. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we just pray today as we come before you that you will speak to us through your word. We thank you that your word is eternal, Lord, and it changes lives. And we thank you that the Holy Spirit takes the written word and speaks in such a way as we can be affected. And Lord, we just pray that you will hide me behind the cross this morning, that only you, Lord Jesus, will be shown and that the word spoken will be your words, Lord, that we need to hear this morning. And we just commit ourselves to you and thank you for the day that we've already enjoyed together and pray your blessing now in your precious name. Amen. You know, today is September 11th. You know, it amazed me when I got the bulletin and Adel asked me to speak and I looked at the bulletin and I saw the names there and I saw under my name September 11th. This is the first time that September 11th has fallen on a Sunday and it would be the day that I spoke and it really affected me as I thought about all that has transpired, not only on 9-11, but since 9-11, with all the things that have happened to our country, with the war in Afghanistan, with the war in Iraq, and now with Hurricane Katrina. Things are happening in the world that are happening on our shores. Before, many times, it was over there in a distant land, in the Middle East or in Europe, or things happened in Asia or Africa. It's happening here. And it's sometimes very devastating. I mean, you turn on the TV today and you look at the areas ravaged by Hurricane Katrina in the states of Louisiana and Mississippi and Alabama and even some into Florida. And you just see the widespread death, devastation and ultimately destruction of homes and lives down there. It's amazing. And yet somehow when God allows a tragedy like this to happen, not that he causes it to happen, he allows it to happen, he uses it in the lives of people. He uses it in the lives of his people, his church, and he uses it in the lives of the unsaved to get their attention. Because sometimes it's awfully true that it takes a major event to speak to us, to get our attention. Because we go on in life, things are as they were, and then all of a sudden God brings something to our attention. He wants to speak to us. He wants to get our attention. He wants to let us know his love for us and his care for us. And today we're going to look at the topic, God's help for the helpless. Do you ever feel in your life or have you felt in your life helpless? Like there's nothing that you can do. There's nowhere you can turn. There's no solution you haven't already tried. You've checked into everything. You've sought every possible way. And you've come to the realization that only God can help you in this. And that is when we need to come. We need to come with a desperation to him and say, Lord, I need you in this situation. I need you today. I need you in my life. We need you in this country. And if more people would do that, we would find tremendous hope and tremendous encouragement because God alone is the source of help for us. You know, and God can send help in many ways. He can send it through people. He can send it through angels. He can send it through things. And he brings help to those who need it. But you know what? You have to see your need of help before you can be helped. And that's the key to it all. 
In the Webster's New World Dictionary, it defines help as to make things easier or better for a person, to aid, assist, to give one in need or in trouble something necessary as relief, succor, money, etc. That's what help is. And you know what they were saying to the people down there in the, in the Gulf Coast? Help is on the way. And praise God, it did get there. And for God speaking to us this morning, help is on the way. You may be here today and you are the only one who knows what you're going through. Only God knows what you're going through, what I'm going through. Only the Holy Spirit knows the need. But one thing that we can say at confidence this morning, he knows my need. He knows the help I need. And he's there for us. He was there with Kathy this week as she had her surgery. He's been with Jessica as she goes through her treatments and goes through all the things she's had. He's been with Sylvia through her ordeal and experience with her eyes. He's with us in every trial and affliction that we go through. The Bible says he collects our tears in his bottle. He loves us that much. He counts the number of hairs on our head. And when we're in need, he takes notice. He knows he loves us. He is going to bring the needed help in our lives. Please turn with me this morning to one of my favorite Psalms. It's a short one. It's a beautiful one. Psalm 121. The 121st Psalm. I've been thinking so much about this subject of help and how God is the only one who can bring the help that we need in our lives, in our nation, in our world, in the chaos and confusion that we see all around us today. Psalm 121, beginning at verse 1. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forever. May God bless the reading of his word. Isn't it amazing? It is really amazing to us how the psalmist can write verses like this that are so relevant to our lives today. And that's not just true of this psalm. It's true of all the psalms. And it's not just true of the psalms. It's true of the whole word of God. It's relevant. It's more relevant than even the newspaper today you pick up because God knew what was going to happen long before and he gave us the needed resources we need, the help we need for every day of our lives. The three things we want to notice in this psalm this morning is, first of all, God is the source of our help. Secondly, God is the security of our help. And third, God is the sureness of our help. You know, so often the heart of man is so proud. He doesn't want to ask for help. You know, you see a person sometimes they have a need, but they don't want to ask for help. That's pride. And I found in my life that I was proud. Sometimes I didn't want to ask for help for people. I didn't want to ask for a favor. And that's wrong. We should do that. When we need help, we should ask. And God is always there to answer and to send the need that we have. But so many times the heart of man is too proud to ask. And too proud to accept the help. Oh, I don't want to be helped. 
I see some people on the TV that we've seen with the, with the rescue. They're in their homes, flooded all around them. No electricity, no power, nothing. I'm staying here. Okay. You want to stay here. How about being rescued so you can get a good hot meal, a good place to stay, a nice bed and all of that? People are so proud. They don't want to accept the help. And they're too proud to appreciate the help. And that's really what it's all about. If you want to get help from the Lord, you have to, first of all, see you need it. You have to come to him and accept it. And then you have to thank him for giving you the help in your life. May the Lord encourage us to see how God is our great source of help. You notice the psalmist says in verse one here, he says in verses one and two, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. You know, a lot of people have speculated about this verse and they say, why does he say I will lift up my eyes to the hills? Well, one of the reasons they said is because Jerusalem was set on the hill and that was God's city. That was where God's people met. And so when you looked up to those hills, you didn't just see the beautiful temple, but you saw the God of the temple and you knew that there was help there. And so you would direct your eyes and your heart and your prayers to Jerusalem. It reminds me when the Jews went into captivity and they were in Babylon and far from their land and they were so sad. It says they would turn and pray toward Jerusalem. Daniel in the book of Daniel would pray every day and he'd point his eyes toward Jerusalem to the God of Jerusalem, to the God of heaven. And God is the one who would bring him help and brings us help in our lives. Who better to help us than our creator? Who better to help us than our savior? Who better to help us than our king. You know, when God looks down upon man, he sees us in our sinful condition. He sees us in need and he loves us. And he went to the cross for us to save us from our sins. Yes, God brought the ultimate eternal help to us. Are we willing to accept it is the question. John MacArthur, who's giving us this great series on on the Bible and the church, said the psalmist does not look to the creation, but rather to the creator. I like that. He looked to the creator, not the creation. Nowadays, man has turned it around. Now it's we've got to look to Mother Earth. Now we've got to look at the, at the green peace and all of these things. And it's putting a priority on the creation rather than the creator. Who created the beautiful earth? Who created all these things that we see, the wonders of nature? It's God. And he alone is the one that can bring help to our lives. But the key to it is you have to see your need, as I said. You know, how many people stay home from the doctor because they're afraid that the doctor will have some bad news for them? They know they need to go. They know there's something very wrong, but they're afraid to go. We shouldn't be afraid. We should go because that's where their help is. And the same is true of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the great physician. And he said this in in the Gospels. He said, those who are well do not need a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The Lord Jesus is saying there, you need a doctor. You're sick. You're sick with sin, but you've got to see it. You've got to acknowledge it. You've got to come to me and I've got the solution for you. Can you imagine if they had a cure for something like AIDS, for example? And there was a cure for it. And all you had to do is go to the doctor. He would give you one pill. And that one pill would cure you from AIDS. You'd never have it again. And can you imagine if they said, no, I'm not going to go. 
I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go there. But there's help. There's a solution. There's a remedy right there and you can just go and get it. You'd say that would be ludicrous, right? That would be so unwise. But the same thing is true of the gospel today. God has given the remedy. He's given the solution. He's given the help to us. All we have to do is come and take it. It's a free gift. And if we do that and accept his help, we'll have help for the first time in our lives. Thank God that God is the source of our help. Because he, he sent his son, the Lord Jesus, to die on the cross to pay the penalty of our sins so that we could have eternal life and salvation. Yes, God is the source of our help. One of the hymns, we haven't sung it for quite a while, but it's so beautiful. It says, oh, God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast and our eternal home. What a hymn for that Katrina, right? A shelter from the stormy blast. I mean, what a tremendous storm that hit. But when you have Christ in your life, the storms can hit. They can buffet your soul, but they won't move you because you're unmovable. You're unshakable when your foundation is in Christ. I love to I love to hear more and more of the testimonies of God's people. And we'll hear more of them in the future about how God has preserved them through it because you can lose everything. And they did. But they still had their lives. And if they're Christians, they still had their relationship with the Lord. And that's what we have. Something that cannot be taken away from us. The question for us is, has God helped me in my life? Yes, he has. Then we should praise him for that. Is he helping me right now today? Then we should cling to him. And is he going to help me tomorrow? Is he going to help me in the future? We should trust him for that. Yes, God has a track record 100%. He has a great record. And if he's helped us in the past, he'll help us out in the future. Yes, he's a God the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I praise him for that. You know, a story was told of a sailor who was in the South Pacific during World War II, a young man. He was frightened and homesick. His way of life and all that had been familiar to him was gone. And he found himself living among strangers and there uh, on the deck of the ship one night, he looked up in the sky and he spotted the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper. And he spotted Scorpio and Gemini and all those constellations in the sky. And soon he remembered back to those many nights he had spent in Ohio where he was from, looking up in the dark sky and seeing those beautiful stars and planets. And all of a sudden, he felt at home. All of a sudden, he felt peace in his heart. Because he realized the same sky above him has never changed and will always be there. And the same God, as always, was beside him. And that is so encouraging to us because we can know that the same God who saved us is with us every day. No matter what we go through, he is there. Through circumstances of life, what a blessing it is. But we need God's help. How many are willing to come to him this morning and say, Lord, yes, I need your help. So many people today think, well, I don't need that. I can make it myself. I can get through this. I can handle this. No, you can struggle. You can hurt yourself to try. But the Lord is reaching out with his arm of hand of help. He says, here, I'll help you up. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to keep slipping down further and further into that pit of guilt and and misery. I'm going to lift you up. 
And that's the help that the Lord wants to give us if we're willing to come to Him for help. And I thought about it how I need the Lord's help every day and in every way in my life. I need His spiritual help to grow and to serve Him and to get through the trials He's given me. I need His physical help. I know when, since I've grown older, I notice every day little aches and pains. Does anybody else notice that? Little aches and pains as you grow up? No, right? Doesn't happen. I can run just as fast as I did. No, I can't. I can't play baseball like I did. I used to be able to be strong like Morgan. You know, I was used to be young like Morgan. I could never hit like Morgan, but I mean, I used to be strong and, and played baseball. I can't do that anymore. I've now moved from left field to first base. And now I even let people run for me so that I don't strain any muscles and hurt myself. But you know what? We need God's help physically, don't we? How many times on Wednesday nights do we offer up physical requests that we have? And the Lord knows we're getting older and things are happening to us. But we thank God that young or old, we need his physical help. We need his mental help to stay focused on what we need to do and to remember things. That's another thing that I don't want to forget to tell you. It's that they say the mind is the first thing to go and I can't remember the second thing. <laughs> but it's true. I can't remember things. Have you ever gone into the... Walked, I walked from one end of the house to the other. I get to the kitchen. What did I come to the kitchen for? And then I start walking. Oh, yeah, that's what I need to do. <laughs> it's amazing, the mind. And yet we can remember things that happened to us years ago when we're little kids. Can't remember sometimes... Things that just happen. It's amazing how the mind is. We need his mental help. We need his emotional help to be emotionally stable no matter what we go through in life. Christians are stable because they're founded on Christ. We don't go up when things are good and down when things are bad. We're level. We're stable. We have an unshakable kingdom like we heard in the scripture memory class today. And then we need God's help financially, too. How often do we cry unto him for his needs, for our needs to be met in a financial way or in a material way or socially to get along with people? We all have that one neighbor or that one coworker that's hard to get along with. We need God's help socially to get along with that person and show them love and grace. And they say, Lord, could you send another job to them <laughs> or send me to another job? Whatever it is, though, God gives the grace socially to be a blessing to those people and reach out to them and show them the love of Christ. Yes, God has help for us. He's the source of our help. We have to come to him and accept his help today. And you know what God says to us today? He says, I've helped you, haven't I? I've helped you a lot in your life. Now, are you willing to be a helper to others? And that's the challenge of my life. If some brother or sister needs help, needs something, I can't just say, well, you know, brother, I'll pray for you about that. That's such a spiritual answer. It sounds so good. I'll pray for you. Yeah, pray, but you better go and help them if you've got the means to do it. You've got to go and help them. That's what help is all about. You not only walk to help them, you run to help them. It's amazing how many people have gone down to the Gulf Coast to help. They want to volunteer. They want to help. It's a great thing. And we should be helpers too. Whatever needs to be done, let me do it, Lord. Let me not say, well, I'll leave that for someone else. I'll pray about that one. No, God says help. He wants us to be helpers. He's helped us. Shouldn't we be willing to help his service? Secondly, not only is God the source of our help, but we see in verses three to six that he is the security of our help. Notice it says he will not allow your foot to be moved or to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. 
Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. You know, it's a blessing to know that we have security. You know, security is a great thing. We have a company called Bay Alarm and we have a security system. And that security system, we set it every time we leave the church and that alarm will go off. Sometimes there's false alarms, sometimes, you know, real ones. We've never, thank God, never had a real one. But, you know, better security than, than any alarm system is the security of our God. The eternal security we have in him that he protects us, he provides for us and he knows it's better than anything that you could have in this world. And when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our savior, he becomes part of our life and we have eternal security. Nobody can take your salvation away from you. The Bible says that our names are written in the book of life. We're recorded in heaven. And when your name is there, can never be blotted out. I think about Blossom. There she is now. She recently accepted Christ. Her name is written right there in the book of life. Never can be erased. It's there forever. What a great salvation we have. It's an eternal salvation. The Bible says that we're in the hand of the Father. We're in the hand of the Son. And we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. You can't break that. There's no way nothing can get through on that one. Praise God for that. Bill McDonald says in this passage, he says the first two verses, the speaker is the psalmist. But he says, beginning in verse three, there's a change of speaker. He says in the remaining verses, we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit guaranteeing the eternal security of those who trust in the Lord. Guaranteeing. You don't find that nowadays, do you? How many people really say it's guaranteed and will mean it? Although I do like George Zimmer, he has been consistent. He always comes on the TV. He says, I guarantee it. But, you know, even that can fail. Even people's promises, even those that love you and promise you things can fail you. But Christ will never fail. He never fails. When he guarantees us out something, it is true. He makes it happen. And he says, I will not allow your foot to be moved or I won't allow it to slip. He is proactively working on our behalf today. Earlier in Psalm 17 and verse 5, David said, Uphold my steps in your paths that my footsteps may not slip. When I was thinking about that verse, I thought of if you were to walk in someone else's footsteps through a muddy, difficult place, you could walk right in those footsteps and you wouldn't slip because the footprints were put there and you walk in them. And that's what Christ wants us to do. Walk in my steps. Follow the way I want you to go through the greatest trials you go through and I'll uplift you and care for you and take you through it. You know, it's amazing when we see here in this passage, it says in verses three and four, he who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. You know, when they say that you should get an average of about eight hours a day, sometimes less, sometimes more, but around that. But you know, God never sleeps. That is a comfort to know that while I'm sleeping, while you're sleeping, he is working on our behalf. He's there for us. He's praying for us. He says, let's let Rick Punzo have a nice night's sleep tonight. And that's what he does. He cares for us. He gives us rest and sleep. And I really believe that Christians who know the Lord can put their head on the pillow and go to sleep in the best way because you're not worried. You know that the Lord's going to take care of it. You don't have to pace the floor. You don't have to worry because the Lord has it under control. And that's why I can go to sleep at night knowing 
that he has a watchful eye over me. The poet once said, God's watchful eye is watching still, whether times are good or times are ill. I'm in his care for all my days. I lift my heart in grateful praise. Yes, God knows he is on the job 24-7 working on our behalf. And that's a great comfort to us. And you know, when you leave your house at night, you can know that the Lord is being, he's with you and he's going to care for you all the way through it. And that's why I like when it says the Lord is your keeper or he is your protector. He is your shade on your right hand. He's the sun cannot strike you by day or the moon by night. The Lord is with us. It's tremendous. It's a confidence. And, you know, as Christians, we don't have confidence in ourselves. We have confidence in God, which is much better because you put confidence in yourself. And there's times that you can't do it. You can't because the obstacle that you have is too much for you to overcome. But when you put your confidence in Christ, there's never too much for you to overcome. David looked at that giant Goliath. Remember that? He looked at that giant Goliath and he probably thought, if I do this on my own, I'm not going to make it, but I'm going to trust God. I come to you, Goliath, in the name of the Lord God of Israel, the one who you've taunted. And he took his slingshot and he shot him and he killed that nine foot giant down in his tracks. What a blessing to know that our confidence is not in ourselves, but it's in the Lord. He is the one who can help us through any circumstances. The Amplified Bible, which has become my second favorite Bible now to study with, it's tremendous. It says this, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand, the side not carrying a shield. Listen to that. The side not carrying a shield. When the soldier was out fighting in those days, they had a shield. Well, he had the shield over here to protect him. But what about over here? The Lord is our protection on the side away from the shield. Away from our natural strength. He's there in our weaknesses to help us. And that's a tremendous encouragement to be. You know, sometimes we think we have to have it all together in our lives before we can make it. No, we don't have to because he has it all together and he can help us through it. For those who like football, it's starting up really officially today. And one of the things about football, if you know the game, is the quarterback is really vulnerable back in the pocket when he goes back to throw because he's looking all over the field and all of a sudden these big 300 pound behemoths, I call them, are coming at him there. They want to sack him and they are coming at him. Well, when the quarterback is right handed, he can't see to his left. That's called the blind side. So he goes back like this. So what does that mean? It means his left guard and his left tackle are extremely important to protect him for those big guys that want to knock him down. The Lord takes care of our blind side. Things we can't see. Things that we don't even know about. He's taking care of. And all of a sudden we find out later when we get to heaven. Wow, Lord, you protected me in that. You protected me in this. You helped me in that. And praise God, he does that for us. The hymn writer says, God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. You know, the Lord is so good to us. Someone once said, without Christ, life is a crisis. With Christ, life is a calmness. I'll say that again because it's so beautiful. Life is... Without Christ is a crisis. They go from crisis to crisis. But with Christ, there's a calmness. Now, it doesn't mean that Christian life is always calm and smooth and clear as glass. No, 
but it means that you can have a calmness. You can have a peace and a rest even in the midst of the same raging circumstances because Christ is in you. You have the peace of God which surpasses all understanding that guards your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What a blessing that is. So we see that God is the source of our help and he's the security of our help. Nothing gets by him. And then third, we see that God is the sureness of our help. You know, just as God has helped us in days gone by, he's there to help us in the future. And verses seven and eight are so encouraging in this psalm. It says, the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth even forevermore. Yes, that's a great encouragement, a great promise that God is faithful. He will preserve us until that time that he takes us home. And that's going to be a great time. I hope it's soon. I hope the Lord comes soon. I really do. And I know all of us do who know the Lord. But if you're here today and you don't know the Lord, you talk about the Lord's coming, the rapture, it makes you a little uncomfortable. God doesn't want you to be uncomfortable. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to know him as your personal Lord and Savior so that you don't have to squirm in your seat. You don't have to say, well, I don't want to hear that because the message of God is a message of love, forgiveness, mercy and grace. But it's also a message of judgment if we don't accept it. If we insist on our own way, trying to make it ourselves, and say, I can help myself, I can do it. God will say, OK, I'm here when you need me, but OK, he'll let us do that. Because it's a free will decision that everyone has to make. But he comes through for us when we do call upon him. Bill McDonald says in this passage in his commentary, it is a solid fact that nothing can come into the life of a believer apart from God's permissive will. There are no random circumstances, no purposeless accidents, no fatalistic tragedies. Though he is not the author of sickness, suffering or death, he overrules them for the accomplishment of his purposes. In the meantime, his trusting child can know that God is working all things together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to his purpose, Romans 8.28. You know, that's the amazing thing about it. God loves us. He's got help for us. He wants us to come to him and get that help that we need. It's just a prayer away. Seems like such a short thing. Just a prayer away. And he's there for us. And notice how God is concerned about our lives. It says in verse 8, he preserves your going out and he preserves your going in. That covers our whole life. You get up in the morning and you go out. You come back at the end of the day coming in. God's with you when you go out. God's with you when you come back. You pray, Lord, be with me. Help me today. You go out. You come back, you say, Lord, you helped me today. Thank you for it. It's a beautiful thing. Our going out and our coming in. It reminds me in the Bible that God wants us to proclaim his truth in just two seasons, in season and out of season. And that's the same way that he cares for us in our lives. He helps us in our lives in season, out of season, our going in and our coming out. What a beautiful thing that is for us. John MacArthur that uh, we've been talking about recently points out four things about God in this passage. He says, God is our helper in verses one and two. God is our keeper in verses three and four. God is our protector in verses five and six. And God is our preserver in verses seven to eight. What a beautiful thing. You know, we're not home yet. We're still in this world. 
But as we're here in this world, God is helping us. He wants to help us more. And all we have to do is come to him and with a sense of urgency and desperation, ask for his help. You know, we should really have that same sense of urgency when we come to the Lord. The poet once said, within thy circling power I stand. On every side I find thy hand. Awake, asleep, at home abroad, I am surrounded still with God. Oh, and there's a passage in scripture that says the the angels of the Lord encamp around the saints. You know, he encamps around us. Satan got very mad because God put a hedge around Job and didn't let anything happen to him. And Satan says, if you just take that hedge away and let me touch him and let me do this to him and this to him, he'll curse you. And God says, "Okay, do this, but don't take his life. And what did Job do? He never failed to honor God. Even though he got discouraged and down and all of that, he never cursed God. He never gave up. And God rewarded him and blessed his latter days more than the former. And he was encouraged because God was with him. And God helped him through it. Very tough time. Yes, God gives us according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. You know, we can go through our lives with a smile Not because things are always worth smiling about, but because we have Christ in our life. We sang a little song back at a vacation Bible school in Oakland one day. We learned it and I remember it still to this day. It says, I can smile as I walk along life's road. I can smile if I carry a heavy load. I can smile because I walk with Jesus. And I think that's true of those who know the Lord here today. We can smile because we walk with Jesus. And may the Lord help us to come to him for the help that we need in all the circumstances of life. Just to conclude this morning, we see that we have heard that God is the source of our help. He's the security of our help and he is the sureness of our help. If God promises help to you today, he'll come through. All you have to do is ask him. All you have to do is accept it and come to him. And for the gift of salvation, it's there for anyone today who wants to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a free gift. It's a free help. And we come to the Savior for that. And when a brother and sister is in need, we want to help. We want to help. We want to give back to those who need it. Yes, our subject today is God helps the helpless. But you notice he doesn't help those who don't think they need help. He helps the helpless, those who realize they're helpless. May the Lord help us to realize we need his help every day. Even if it doesn't seem like a major thing, it's a minor thing. We need his help because we find if we start thinking we can handle it, we know what happened. So may the Lord encourage us to seek God's help, accept it, to approve it in our lives and to be a blessing to others. Shall we just bow in a word of prayer and just have a moment of silence? For all those that lost their lives in the September 11th tragedy, as well as those who lost their lives and everything in the Hurricane Katrina. Just take a moment of silence and then we'll pray. Father, we just thank you for this morning, this anniversary of the September 11th attacks. Lord, many people in our nation have forgotten about those attacks. They've forgotten how bad it was. And Lord, so many people went to church right after the September 11th attacks. Where are they now, Lord? They've stopped going. And Lord, we pray that you will continue to use circumstances in the lives of people to come to Christ in these last days. Lord, you're shaking the earth to get people's attention. And we pray, Lord, that they will listen and come to you. 
And Lord, as your children, we come this morning as needy people. We have needs. We need you so much in every way of our lives. And we thank you that your word is our resource, Lord, and you've given us help and encouragement. Help us to come to you for help. Help us not to go to the world for help, Lord. The world can offer us no solutions. You, Lord Jesus, are the great physician, the great helper. Doesn't mean we don't use medicines or doctors or things like that because that's the source of help that you've given. But Lord, you are ultimately the source of our help, the healer. You're the one who really helps us. We pray for Kathy today for her full recovery. We pray for Jessica and her situation and for all those who need you today. All of us need you, Lord, in every circumstance. Please be with us and bless us. For the rest of this day and the rest of our lives, we are truly thankful for your help in your precious name. Amen.